0: Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys' this weekend was great. BYU is 6-0. Where do they move up in the national rankings? Well, one spot in both of the major national polls. We'll break that down on today's show. We'll also share what I took away after reviewing the film, re-watching BYU and Texas State. What to take away from that absolute blowout. We'll examine that. We'll also talk about some news around the BYU basketball program. John Rothstein dropping a few nuggets yesterday on social media. So a lot to get to ahead on a Monday edition of of the show our title sponsor on the podcast today is our good friends at built bar go to builtbar.com right now use the promo code locked on and save 20 percent off your next order we'll also tell you a little bit about our good friends over at all guard ahead on today's show as well with that rundown out of the way let's waste no more time and get to it here this is the locked on cougars podcast for october 26th 2020 mm-hmm. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hopefully, you guys are all doing great. If you haven't done so already, or if you're a new person to the podcast, a new listener, hey, welcome on in. I'm Jake. Make sure to follow the show or subscribe to it wherever you're listening in from. A lot of you listen on Apple Podcasts, but a fair amount of you listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the like. Make sure wherever you're tuning in from to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this show. We love joining you guys, talking BYU sports every day, and hopefully you guys enjoy it half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. Kicking off today's show, let's talk about the good news. BYU, fresh off of their sixth straight win to open the season. Uh, Their first 6-0 start since 2008, as we noted in our post-game edition. It's only the fifth time I believe in program history they've started six and zero. To be honest with you, but a pretty impressive showing nonetheless for BYU so far this year. And as such, the national polls rewarding BYU for another blowout win. The Cougars moved up to number ten in the Amway USA Today Coaches Poll and the number eleven in the Associated Press Top Twenty Five Poll. If you've been a long time listener to the show, you know I put a lot more stock into the AP Top Twenty Five. So we're going to examine that for a moment here and. I also consider myself a student and a, just an ardent college football fan. It's been my that way my entire life. And I watch this sport so often that I kind of understand some of the machinations that go on with it. And what I mean by this and how it revolves around BYU and their national ranking is essentially this. The more BYU wins, the more they're going to move up. There will be a ceiling they will hit at some point. But the biggest thing BYU football can do right now, folks, is just win football games. You go out there, you blow the doors off an overmatched team, and that's exactly what Texas State was. This was a team that just was depleted with injuries and obviously playing their fifth straight road game. They obviously want to get back home, uh, get back their feet underneath them and play a home game at some point here in the near future. I actually think they play a home game this coming week. But regardless... BYU, the more you keep winning, the national pollsters by and large are not going to drop you for winning and winning big. Uh, A guy like Brett McMurphy did drop BYU. He has always held on to the, uh, the situation with this season being that his top 25 votes always went towards teams that were actually playing. This past weekend, the Big Ten joined the fray, and as such, he had a couple of Big Ten teams leapfrog BYU. And while I might not disagree, while I might disagree, not might not disagree, while I disagree with some of his reasoning on certain teams and where he plays certain teams in particular, that's his prerogative. The good news is BYU had enough votes to continue to move up in the national polls, and that should be encouraging for BYU fans. So the Cougars this week, 906 votes. Just, uh, let's see, we're, what, uh, 28 behind Florida here at number 10. Wisconsin, fresh off their season opening victory, checks in at number 9, 950 votes. BYU's not too far off of number 9 there. The next leap to number 8 with Texas A&M is a more significant leap. You're well over 180 some odd votes behind Texas A&M. But it's not out of the question that a team like Wisconsin, who might lose Graham Mertz, and by the time you hear this podcast, that news may have come out, he tested positive for COVID-19, the starting quarterback for Wisconsin, after a five-touchdown outing in their season-opening win over Illinois, and he may miss the next three weeks. If that happens, Wisconsin's going to be really hurting, and you can see them drop. That means BYU potentially could find themselves moving up at least one slot there. Florida is by no means world beaters. They lose a game here. I'm telling you, folks, BYU is just knocking on the door of that top 10 ranking. And at that point, I think the question becomes of how far into the top 10 can the Cougars rise. All you can do if you're the BYU football program and something that Kalani Satake likes to harp on all the time is just simply this. Go out and control the controllable. And what BYU can control right now is winning football games and winning ones like they have this week against Western Kentucky. The opening line, based on what I saw, 28 and points. It's the third biggest line for BYU on the season. The biggest being the UTSA. 35 point opening line last week it was a 30 point opening line this week 28 and a half if BYU goes out and beats the doors off of Western Kentucky this week there's no reason to think the Cougars won't continue to rise That's the one positive thing for BYU. National pollsters reward teams who win, win big, and take care of business. BYU had their quote-unquote mulligan, and that was against UTSA a couple weeks back. They skated through, won that clunker, and still moved up in the national polls. The question is, at some point here, if BYU continues to win, obviously we're all looking forward two weeks from now when BYU faces off against uh, Boise State up there in Boise That's going to be the real litmus test. But if you sell through that, at that point, I think the big question mark becomes, will BYU stay inside the top 10 the entire season? And following that, will they challenge for the New Year's Six and maybe even the college football playoff? I think the playoff is out of the question. I don't see that the powers that be are going to let BYU, with the schedule they have, be in the college football playoff. But crazier things have happened. I firmly believe, though, that the new year six it's absolutely in play here for byu the cougars all they've got to do keep winning football games. You win games, you move up. And as I said a little bit earlier, I've been a long time college football fan paying very close attention to this sport. And the biggest thing for a program like BYU, who's not considered a quote unquote blue blood or a traditional power in the sport is you just win your football games. And when you have mismatches where you go up against a team who is severely undermanned and overmatched against you, You beat the doors off them. You just beat the crap out of them. And you know what? You win games, you move up. It's a really simple process. So BYU this week, handle Western Kentucky and set up that matchup against Boise State a a week from Friday, excuse me. It'll be a Friday night game up there in Boise that's all you can do at this point for BYU is continue to win football games. You do that, I firmly believe they'll continue to rise. At some point, there will come that quote-unquote glass ceiling for BYU in the national rankings. But so far, it hasn't stopped the Cougars. Six wins, they've gone from outside the top 25 to number 11. How much further can they go? Let us know what you guys think about this on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter at Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to reach out to me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, the email address for the show locked on byu at gmail.com all right coming up here in just a moment we'll look back a little bit more at texas state what did i take away after rewatching the film i've got three or four takeaways the main takeaways from the game that i watched and we'll get to those here in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our good friends at built bar folks you've heard me talk a lot about this company but i'm telling you what i love built bars absolutely delicious covered in 100% chocolate i would encourage you guys if you're looking for a fun treat to work into your diet at a built bar 18 unique flavors some of my personal favorites cherry barcia the lemon almond cheesecake is very good peanut butter banana bread even the double chocolate and orange chocolate are fantastic flavors there are so many different options out there for you guys but I'll tell you what built bars are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had bar none and pardon that pun right there. They're covered 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew guys. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal They'll help you lose or maintain weight. Well, excuse me, they'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and a great fit if you're on the keto diet, folks. So check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about this great company, and while you're there, use that promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get 20% off your next order. I love Built Bars. I give them my personal endorsement. I would encourage you guys to check them out. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% on the best tasting protein bars on the market, and thank us later. All right, folks, let's take a minute and look back one last time before we look forward here to Western Kentucky. We'll do that moving forward throughout the week and get you ready for the Hilltoppers as they make a trip to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this coming Saturday night. It's Halloween, folks. Looking forward to that late night Saturday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But before we do that, let's look back at Texas State one more time. Obviously, BYU wins this game 52 to 14. I did a post-game edition of the show like I usually do, looking back at what I took away from covering the game in person there at LES, but I always go back and re-watch the game on Sundays or over the weekend and catch up on some of the things that I may have missed actually during the broadcast, and I'm able to take away those things, so let's look back for a minute and share some of the things I took away from this. First things first... I think that we had Isaac Rex breakout game and I know that that's kind of stating the obvious when he had two touchdown catches, but I'll tell you what folks, he looks like the heir apparent to be the lead dog at tight end for BYU. There are also other guys on the roster, guys like Lane Lunt, Mason Wake, Carter Wheat, who are going to be plenty good players. But in the absence of Matt Bushman, I think BYU has been looking for a guy to really take the position, the tight end position by the throat and make it his. I think last night's performance for Isaac Rex is an indication that he has taken that leap and that is his job. He will be the lead guy at tight end for BYU. Obviously, that's easy to say after a game where he goes out, like I said, and had those two touchdown receptions, but his blocking, his ability to get open in the middle of the field, his ability to haul in at tough catches, that thigh master catch, as it was termed in the game, was just marvelous, and I really enjoyed watching Isaac Rex play. I think it was a fantastic night for him personally couple other notes for you guys on this is I just can't get over Zach Wilson, his ability to place a football right now. It's otherworldly. Uh, my money's on him leaving for the NFL. I'll freely state that I've already stated as such. If I haven't done so already is clearly enough for you guys. I think that this will be the last season Zach Wilson is in a BYU uniform barring something unforeseen. I just think that everything he is doing right now, you have to leave while the iron is hot and the valuations coming in for him are probably going to be pretty high up there in the NFL draft and looking forward to seeing how he does at the next level. But everything he's doing right now at this level in college football, it is absolutely spectacular and nothing better than that pass to Dax Milne last night. Just a marvelous, marvelous throw. I know I already talked about that, but... I'm just going to gush about it because it was absolutely phenomenal to watch what he was doing in that game. A couple other things for you guys from this game. Zach Daw continues to impress. I really like him at defensive end. He has taken a big time leap doing what he's doing for the Cougars on the defensive line. He's not the world's best pass rusher. He's not the world's best run stopper at defensive end. But I'll tell you what. He does everything he needs to do and does it in phenomenal fashion. And he is a great, great weapon for BYU. And I just think it's marvelous to see what he's doing the leap he has taken. He's got a great story, obviously, having lost a scholarship and working, working his way back onto scholarship, going through back injuries and some other issues off the field. He is just a phenomenal player, and he was a one-man wrecking crew for BYU on the defensive line, especially with some of the weird formations that Texas State threw out there at BYU last night. A couple other things. Keenan Ellis also stood out to me in the game re-watching it. He had that fantastic pass breakup that uh, stopped a fourth down touchdown attempt by Texas State after Zach Wilson's fumble, that fumbled snap. Keenan Ellis and Chris Wilcox, folks, so long as both of them are healthy, they're your starting 1-2 tandem at cornerback. That's not to say that guys like Mark Micah Harper, uh, D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, Shimon Willis, etc. are not going to challenge for time. But I'm telling you what, to have two long, extremely long cornerbacks that can run with the opposing team's best player is a phenomenal, phenomenal development for BYU's defense. We saw them run some man schemes. We also saw them run zone concepts. It's a great development to have a guy like Keenan Ellis work his way back and be healthy and really just showing well. And that's the exciting part if you're a BYU fan, as you have two cornerbacks now who are true lockdown guys on the exterior of BYU's defense, the outside positions. You can put those guys on an island and trust them to get the job done, and that's also something that I really liked. I liked the offensive line last night. All of them, I think, had their moments. Tristan Hodge, his return to the lineup was encouraging, had some great blocks there. I also thought a guy like Kiefer Longson, who's kind of been an afterthought most of this year in that left guard spot with Clark Barrington dominating, had some good moments as well. I think there will be position battles continuing on into this week in practice for BYU on the offensive line, but the good news is, This offensive line is as deep as it's been all year long. Uh, Maybe with the exception of the Navy game, you go into that game fairly healthy. Granted, Keanu was still out, but the offensive line for BYU has never been this deep in many, many years. And the challenge for playing time, that is going to be an interesting thing to watch as we move forward here. I think that there's a lot of talent there. Hopefully, all these guys are are content with what's going on and the developments of how we're going to go about playing time, the combinations. All the different things that go into getting stellar line play. The good news is, is regardless of whoever that starting five tandem is, or during the game, whoever might come into the game, those five guys are working in concert, and it is a ton of fun to see. They're getting the job done. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. They might be the best defensive line they've seen. They might be the worst defensive line they've seen. BYU right now has never been deeper on their offensive line and the good news is they can potentially go up to 10 deep and never have to worry about a drop off in play that is a very positive thing for BYU two final notes for you here before we go one is I came to my attention some of you reached out and said hey why didn't you put Isaiah Kafusi's interception return in your highlights you did on the postgame edition of the podcast and I went back, I listened to it, and I omitted it. I don't know how I did that. It was late. I'll admit that. I recorded the podcast around, I think, it's 2 a.m. Mountain Time. It was very, very late. I'll tell you that much. But you know what? It was a pretty marvelous place. So let's, let's let you hear now the ESPN call of that interception return, the pick six, the house call for Isaiah Kafusi. Third and 16, McBride standing in. Where can he go with the football? McBride heaves it and intercepted here come the cougars kafusi inside the 10 cuts back in what a run touchdown oh my goodness what a run what a return indeed for isaiah kafusi and fun to see him get to return a touchdown at les as a senior during that return i don't know how many of you noticed it but kairos tonga absolutely stoned uh, the left, or no, there was the right tackle for Texas State, number seventy-four. Kyris realizes what's going on, turns and finds the first guy he can hit, and he just levels this offensive lineman. I know it may look like, if you go back to him and watch it, it looks like the guy almost fell over, but the hit that Kyris Tonga put on him couldn't be overlooked, and it was a pretty marvelous return, no doubt, from Isaiah Kafusi, and good for a guy like that. It's fun to see him getting a touchdown that he'll remember forever at Lavelle Edwards Stadium during his senior year it's really cool to see guys like that who have been stalwarts their entire career get rewarded with one of those quote-unquote highlight or career-making plays all right my final note here is that i'm really enjoying how byu is not even fretting falling behind in these games i know many of you byu fans do fret that you're like whoa what's going on why can't they just stop a team on their first drive you have to think of football games as boxing matches folks the first drive for the opponent, BYU is trying to fill them out. It's like the first couple of rounds of a boxing match. You see those two boxers, or even in some cases, MMA fights. MMA is a little more intense where they actually kind of go after each other from the get go. But in boxing in particular, the first two to three rounds very much are two guys filling each other out, trying to get a feel for how the pace is going to go in the fight. Well, it's similar in football. BYU fills out the opponent, and Texas State, to their credit, went right down the field and scored a touchdown. After that, they had 71 yards over the next, I think, three quarters roughly before they mounted that 96-yard touchdown drive against BYU's second- and third-string defense. Yeah, um, I'm not going to worry about BYU in that situation. Obviously, against a better opponent like a Boise State, giving up a first touchdown of the game when they go right down the field, that's a little more concerning. But when you have these overmatched opponents like BYU is facing in a Texas State, and this week against Western Kentucky... I don't think BYU even frets it. This is a program that's like, okay, yeah, you got your touchdown. Hold on for a second. We're going to reel off 42 unanswered points or 49 unanswered points, whatever it might be. That's exactly what they did against Texas State, and I think they'll do that again this week against Western Kentucky. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll switch gears for a moment. Had some news on the basketball front come out over the weekend, particularly from John Rothstein from CBS Sports involving the BYU basketball program and the West Coast Conference. We'll touch on that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, folks. You heard me talk with Seth, the owner of All Guard Pest Control, on Friday's show. If you guys have questions about pest control, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be silly. It can be goofy. It can be serious. No matter what your question is, send them in now, and you'll be entered to win a free treatment from our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Let's tell you for a moment about this, and we'll have Seth on on Friday. We'll we'll pick that winner at that point, but... Allgard Pest Control, folks, is the best company for all of your pest control needs. A company based in Utah Valley, but capable of servicing anybody pretty much around the area in the inner mountain region of Utah, whether you're in Wasatch County, you're up in Davis-Weber County. Tooele County, Salt Lake County, and right at home in Utah Valley. No matter where you live, All Guard Pest Control wants to be your solution for all of your pest control needs. They use the safest products in the industry. They're taking the utmost precautions with COVID-19 right now. They want to make sure that you feel 100% comfortable with their services. I trust them to take care of my home. I hope you guys will trust them to take care of yours. Seth and his team are the best of the best in the pest control industry and big-time BYU fans to boot. Give them a call anytime you want, 801-851-1812, or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. That's All Guard pest controls with an S. Also, you can go online and search out their online reviews. They're absolutely phenomenal. This is a company who does it the right way. Trust them. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801 851 1812. Give them a call anytime you need pest control services and let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Before we go here on a Monday edition of the show, let's talk some BYU basketball for a moment here. News breaking over the weekend. First report came from John Canzano up there in Oregon, one of the foremost authorities, a guy who covers all sports, but is a great sports columnist and radio host. He tweeted out the West Coast Conference is actively exploring the creation of a bubble slash pod in Las Vegas for the upcoming basketball season per source. That was followed up yesterday by John Rothstein from CBS Sports saying sources the WCC will decide in the next two to three weeks whether or not it will play its conference games in a bubble in Las Vegas during the upcoming season. Okay, I talked to some people around this who are not very happy in terms of it being from the BYU perspective if they go to Las Vegas because You'd have the ability for BYU fans to attend games probably negated at that point. If you're going to create a bubble, that means there's probably no fans in the stands. And who knows what they're going to do with media, etc. This is an indoor sport that's different than the football environment. I think that the thought is that they can recreate what the NBA had, but... The NBA right now is looking to come back as soon as December. Their TV partners are not necessarily pleased with the abysmal ratings that the NBA had during their run in Orlando with the bubble there. I get what the thinking from the West Coast Conference is here, and I understand why they would like to explore this and see if it can come to fruition, but these are still student athletes. I know a lot of them are taking classes online. The vast majority of BYU's football program, their classes, they attend via Zoom, but You're going to take these kids, move them to Las Vegas for what? Two, two and a half months and call it good? I'm not thinking that the administrations of these individual universities are going to necessarily be too in favor of that, but weirder things have happened in 2020. I don't necessarily know what to say about this. I wouldn't like it because I want to go cover this program. Granted, I may do so remotely myself. I'll freely admit that. An indoor sport where transmission is much more common uh, outdoors versus indoors based on what I know with COVID-19. Transmission rates, etc. are much more common indoors, but I want to cover this football, not the football program, the basketball program. I want to cover football too, but I want to cover basketball and having them in Las Vegas gonna be kind of tough to do considering I have a day job up here in Salt Lake City to do my job on the daily. So, I don't know what the West Coast Conference is going to do, but I can tell you this much. There's some disgruntled thoughts from people that cover this team much closer than I do. People that work around this team that aren't necessarily in favor of it from the BYU perspective. But, hey, if the West Coast Conference is going to do it and Gonzaga's on board, guess what? BYU will have to get right in line. I know the BYU thinks of themselves a little more BYU exceptionalism, but in this circumstance... It may come in where they just kind of have to fall in line and do as everybody else is doing. The good news is on the BYU basketball front, according to John Rothstein, is that BYU and the start of their home-and-home series between San Diego State and BYU remains as scheduled to start this season. The game is expected to be played in mid-December at Viejas Arena down there in San Diego. That's a positive development for BYU with their non-conference slate. And additionally, John Rothstein, and Mark Pope also kind of alluded to this earlier on in the week, is that BYU and Utah, that game originally scheduled for December 12th, is still also reportedly on the books. And could happen on the original date it was originally scheduled for. Those are two big additions to BYU's basketball schedule. Also UVU announced last week that their second game of the season will be a away game just down the road at the Marriott Center against BYU. So I think the Cougars are gonna do a pretty good job based on what I'm hearing with regards to their non-conference schedule of getting some pretty high profile teams. But that'll still be take some time before that's ultimately all put together. We heard Mark Pope last week in media availability talk about the fact that BYU has to have a plan in place with probably a schedule in place but also contingency plans and they'll probably have multiple, I guess what you'd call scheduling agreements with different programs out there saying, you know what, if this game gets cancelled, you guys have an opening, maybe we'll play a game here. I think it's very much like football for BYU, going to be a week by week process where you may be scheduling and rescheduling games on the fly like i said 2020 is weird folks it's been unlike anything i have experienced many of you would agree with that it's just been a weird, weird year, especially for those of us in the sports realm, sports media, and the like. All right, that's gonna do it for a Monday edition of the show. Come up on tomorrow's podcast. Of course, we'll recap whatever we learn from BYU's football availability today. Kalani Satake, his weekly press availability. What does he think of that game against Texas State after thinking about it over the weekend and re-watching the film? What does he make of Western Kentucky? We'll have all of that on tomorrow's show, as well as whatever else is happening in BYU sports. That's what we like to do. We're with you every single day talking about the Cougars. If you'd like to advertise with the show, we'd love to have you guys on board. We've had great success with companies like All Guard Pest Control, Deseret First Credit Union, and the like. Love to have you guys on board with us as well. If you are interested in advertising with us, feel free to reach out. The email address for the show is lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Happy to chat with you and get you on the road to advertising success in the podcast realm with us here. Have a great rest of your Monday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 26th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.